Okay, today's daf is daf chaf aleph, and we begin perak akira or perakira. So, mission begins kira shisuka bekasha bekavava. So kira, there are different uh, heating sort of instruments. We're familiar with an oven and a stove nowadays, and their ovens and stoves were slightly different, or should, I should say, a lot different to ours. Um, but the, let's start with the first. Kira literally means a stove, and the kira was it literally the if you imagine like an earthenware sort of box, if you like. With holes at the top, and you put your pots on the top of it, and the fire source would be inside it underneath. Okay, that's your kira. Um, which, yeah, that's kind of makes sense. No gas, no no electricity, and the heat source is underneath. And it's like a stove like us nowadays, or with it where we place something on top of where the heat source is. Okay, as opposed to a tunnel, which we'll see later on, which we've already discussed in the past, where um, you're placing it inside it. But um, but that's again shaped very differently. So let's have a look. So if you've got a stove that is heated with kash or gavala, which is straw or these like bristle, I think it's called, but this fine branches that you sort of collect on the ground, then you can not nin alea tavshi. You can place on it a tavshil. Now, what are we talking about? Is it talking about shehiya, meaning leaving from from erev Shabbos to Shabbos? We're talking about what's called chazara, putting a, something you took off the fire back on. The meaning of the Sarsha of the Gemara is we're talking about shehiya. We're talking about placing something on erev Shabbos on this stove going into Shabbat. So there's no problem with kash and kavava. However, if it's gefet or eitzim, so if you use proper wood or gefet is, um, this, this is, uh, it's made from the psolat here. Here, um, Ruchaim says referring to psolat of shumshanim. So sesame waste product after I guess it's been squeezed out. But in the past we've said it also refers to that once you've squeezed out olive, sort of the waste leftover of that. Now, the problem with those things is it will pr- pr- produce coals, unlike the previous one. So therefore, lo yiten, you cannot leave something on that stove. You're not allowed to do that until you scrape out all the coals, or you place upon it some efer, which is an ashes. The other expression, as they say. And the reason for that is because we're scared that a person, they're going to what's called you're going to come and turn over these coals on Shabbat itself in order to increase the heat or the like, and therefore be over a mavia. So therefore you have to do something drastic, either remove the coals, see exactly how much you have to remove, but something some to this stage is remove it all together, or you place some ashes on top of it. Again, how much you have to put it on top of it is a small amount or a full amount we'll see in the Gemara. But that doing that allays the concern that you might start stoking this fire on Shabbat itself. Okay, then the Gemara continues, Beit what are we talking about? We're talking about chamin, avalon tavshil. We're talking about only placing, say, hot water on there, or water leaving it on there, and not um, a cooked food itself. Now, what's the difference? <coughs> Pardon me, Ruchayim says, one is that when it comes to a tavshil, that you want it to be kigira, there's still a chashashem yechateh. Even if you put some ashes on it or do, did something like that, there's more of a pressing concern. Or alternatively, it looks more like mavasha. Than other, meaning regular foods, other than say hot water, which doesn't look like mavashil at all. Okay. However, Beit Hila does not differentiate between chamin and the tavshil. Does make a difference. This law that we're learning in the Mishnah applies equally to both. Then it adds Beit Shamayim Rim not lin avalomachzirim. That which you can leave on there, you can take it off, but you can't put it back. Or Beit Hila says achmachzirim. Now again, the way we've explained the Mishnah is assumption is, as the Gemara is about to say, is we're talking about shehiya. So then, what's the din about chazara? Well, Beit Shammai says you can't machzir anything, and Beit Hillel says you can do chazara. Chazara means once I've taken it off, I can put it back on this fire, or not fire, on this stove on Shabbat. Okay, let's have a look. So, 
So when it says Kir Shisukuha, as we've said, the Mishnah is talking about where you are simply leaving it on from Erev Shabbos into Shabbos. Okay, so the Gemara says, well, that therefore means our Mishnah might need to use Rabbi Huda, Shita Rabbi Huda, Datanya. Meaning, his, the way we've explained the debate is regarding Shihia between the Shammai and Hillel in this fashion seems to be aligned with the opinion of the Shammai. As we'll see in this brighter now, the first explanation is Rabbi Meir, but you'll see Rabbi Yehuda seems to align with our mission. Now, the first one does not. So you should take Hirain, you've got two stoves. Okay? Matimot. Echat Grufa. By the way, just before we get to the Shtiki Rain, but there different, there's also another type of mini stove, which is called a kupach, which we'll see later on. But the stove generally had, was a wide one, had room for two. But anyway, let's go back to this. So, so I'm not sure if I mentioned that before. But let's continue. Tanya, shtek your got two stoves, matimot, that are next to one another. Chak grufa One is either coals are removed or ashes have been sprinkled on it, and the other one has not. So you can make kayamim, you can leave from Erev Shabbos into Shabbos ala grufa ala Okay, the Gemara asks, so the, 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 the bright chicken is, Mama Kaimela, what can you leave on there? Well, that Shammai says, actually nothing. Shia can't do any Shia, even if it's Grufa However, Beit Hill says, you can, you can leave on it, you can leave hot water on it, but not a cooked food. However, Hevira Tamecha, once you've taken off, everyone agrees, so that seems completely against the opposite of what we said in our Mishnah. It is far more Machmir. Because in our mission we said it was Beit Shammai who said you're limited to only hot water, whereas here we say Beit Shammai says you can't leave anything on for Arab Shabbos to Shabbos, and it's Beit Hillel that says it's water and not cooked foods. However, here we see Shir Rebbe Huda and the Brayta that does align with our mission. It says Beit Shammai Tavshil, and it's Beit Hillel that says Chamin the Tavshil. That's exactly what we said in our mission that Beit Shammai that restricts Shihia to only hot water like water, whereas Beit Shammai allows you to leave. Pretty much anything, as long as you satisfy the concern of either Grufaktuma or the material you use, you don't have that concern. Hevir, once you take it, once you take the hot water off, Beit Shammai says, well, you cannot put it back. And Beit Hillel says, yes, actually, indeed, you can do so. Again, that lines up with that Mishnah. So that's a proof that our Mishnah seems to be like Rabbi Huda's understanding of the debate between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Okay, next case. Rav Chelbo said the Ravana Beshem Rav, Lo Shanu Ela Aleha Halatochalo. In other words, when we're talking about, importantly, machzirim, chazara, uh, sorry, let me just correct that. Yes. When it says af machzirim, we're talking about putting it on top of it, but not inside this um, kira. Because, again, inside the kira is where the fire source is. And the question is, adhechan, what's our limits? What does it mean inside? What's the concern of going inside? So the explanation is, Ula says ad it has to be three tfachin from the ground of the kira, because the ground, again, where the fire would have been. Okay. Uh, however, Ramana says, Amakum charitz, until the place where there's an indentation. And what does this mean, charitz? There's two explanations, two reasons. Now, why is this? Why is it like, we'll get to, we haven't explained why yet, but let's just explain what the, all of the limits are. One understanding three tfachim up, and other ones to this charitz. So what's the charitz? The Reb Chaim says, charitz yesh bitfanot akira, shemesimim kdeira alea. There are almost these like indentations within the walls in which they would place the what the simimatak there, the pot on it. So it's almost like the pot itself not doesn't necessarily stay on the surface. There could be a hole and it sort of 
rests down within the space itself. That's why I understand it. Meaning it, when you put the pot in it, it's somehow immersed in this kira slightly. And there's a charitza, there's indentations on the wall to which it would rest. I mean, if it's a significantly wide pot, yes, it would sit on top of it, top of it. But he says the limitation is up until the charitza, but it can't go to the floor. That's one explanation. Meaning you're limited to the place where if you put the kadera inside it, if it would create a charitz, literally a ditch, within this, this kachalim, underneath, that would be asur. In other words, have to be above the coals. That's another understanding what charitz means. But the point is, it can't be on the floor. Okay? Remember, the coals have taken out the coals. But saying, if there were coals, it would have made an indentation. Okay. Now, the question is, why? So, Amar Abmana, so, so, Amar Abyasi, Barabun, Mibneshu, who shalit b'makom sholetet. So, because there, the, if you limit it to that location, you don't put it all the way down, then it's a place where your hand would get there without being becoming burnt. What's called Yad Soledet or Sholetet Bo. That's right. Um, that you're able to not get burnt. Um, Why is that important? Because in that situation, when you put it in those locations, it just keeps it warm. It won't cook any food. Um, and, and, and therefore, in your hand can... Sholet in that area, it's able to be in that area and not get burnt. Granted that when it comes to Shehiya, when it comes to leaving before Rav Shabbos, you can put in a place at a Kira that's Grufa Ktuma. You're not concerned you might stoke it. However, here we seem to be more Machmir when it comes to Chazara, according to Rav. If you put it in a place where it's very hot and you could burn yourself, then nimsa mevashel b'shabbos. It's as if you then you're actually cooking on Shabbos. Or alternatively, namely, if you're talking about something that's fully cooked, then the mishul mevashel leika. It's clearly not issue of cooking, but it's michzik mevashel as appearance of cooking. In other words, yes, when it comes to leaving something on the fire, it might be different to putting chazara because chazara, when you put it back, you don't want to either be cooking or appear like you're cooking on Shabbos by putting it in a location where it could cook something. That's why he says you can not let to put it inside this kira at the, on the floor of it. You have to raise it somewhat to a location where eniyad nichvit that your hand won't get um, burnt there. Okay, let's continue. Um, uh, and it comes like Kaida Amar Rebzira. Like Rebzira said, the name Rabbi Yehuda, you're allowed to, Lafshir means you've got very cold water, and it's too cold to drink. You're allowed to warm it up. You're allowed to, well, how do you warm it up without being doing Bishul? You put it in a location that's warm, but won't bring it to cooking. Meaning, a place where you put your hand and your hand will get burnt. But you can't put it too close to the fire that if you put your hand there, your hand will get burnt uh, because otherwise you'd be doing mevashel. So that's the, you can see that the parallel here when you're putting chazara, we're concerned of the michzik of the Now Rabbi Yoshia, Yeshua, sorry, bar gizura, Now, very important to remember before we do this sugya is what we were talking about according to Rav, it appeared that it was only talking about chazara. The limitations of the Chazara, where you could place it, you can't place it on the floor. Okay. Now what happened is, is Rabbi Shur Bargiza was Meshamesh, was attending to Rabbi Zira. And he brought him some piping hot food. Amalei, hey, Chitabit. Whoa, how, how did he get this so hot? Amalei, Garif Tifaya, Fayabigava. You know what I did? I simply put a scrap of the coals and I, and I put it in there, right? And there's no problem then. Amalei, Loti Avid Ken. You shouldn't do that again. Ele Garif <clears throat> what you should do is you scrape out the coals 
and then place Tlata Kifin, which sounds like three, um, uh, like bricks. Or Reb Chaim says he had Tlata Kifin. He, um, he says, uh, Garuf, it says, yeah, three, he says, Titan three Avanim, Vataniach Akadeir Aleim, and put it on top. Mushum had the Rav, because of what Rav said. So that you could put it on top of it, and it's not considered placing it inside it. Okay. Um, now, the important thing here is the Reb Chaim points out is what it appears to be here is we're not. If it was important, is that this case is not talking about um, Chazarites or about Shehia. So what it appears to be like in this case, uh, the reason why I hesitated because I'm, I'm in two minds about going through the horror of Chaim itself, but I'll, I think I'll do it outside. Is it appears then is even though in the beginning we saw the Shittat Rav was only regarding Chazara, in this case we see it's also regarding Shehia, the concern of not putting it at the base on the floor or even though you've scraped out all the coals. Okay, that's what it sounds like. However, he quotes the Ramban and the Ramban says that the Yushami is only this din of Rav only seems talking about talking about Chazara. And not Shehiya. So then what are we talking about? What's this case of... And so therefore, in this part I read, well, Pirusha Shmeta, therefore you'd have to understand Ramush, this incident with the so Yoshua um, and Zira, slightly different. Efshad, the Tlat Kipin, the issue of three Kipin, when you're talking about Shehiya, is not got to do with Dina Duram, but rather because he didn't want to put it on the Karka Mamash, on the floor. Why? Mishumatmana. Because the issue of insulation. Even if it's grufach tuma, in other words, here it's a different concern altogether. And therefore, the reason why he says raise it up is not because of the din of rav. He just didn't want it on the surface of the floor, so he wouldn't have the problem of hatmana. That if you like mosif hever, uh, that uh, it, it increases the heat. Like the sofr, the tosfot says. When it comes to Chazara, it's not enough to, to elevate it slightly on these three stones. Ella, you need the din of Rab of being three Tvachim or the Charitz. So in other words, don't confuse this Maeser with the Maeser of Rab previously because we're talking about two different things and the requirements are different as well. That's uh, another way to understand this Sugya. Uh, again, you can look at, look at Rab Chaim Itzadi, unpack the Sugya, there are two different ways of looking at it. Let's have a look. Let's continue now. Rab Aval says, Horeb Butzra. He was more in, in Butzra, Batzra. Uh, I'm not sure, actually, I'm not sure it is Batra, but in the location. He was Mamaleh Gatsra Ramach. So you could get a fistful of embers. Okay. Umaitin Tlata keeping, take three bricks. Umir And then what you could do, you could leave your pot on top of it. So you make, make this makeshift, uh, stovetop effectively. You get like a, make a tripod. You put some coals underneath and put a pot on top of it. Oh, but one second. We've been saying that the whole din in, um, the whole din in our Mishnah was regarding what? Was regarding Shehiya, right? And Shehiya needed it to be Grufa Ktuma. You can't have coals there. And he was more that you can have coals right underneath it. So therefore, Reb Chaim says that, he, he, that um, Rav Aval understands the Mishnah completely different, like the other way you can understand in the Bavli. Because he understands that our Mishnah is not talking about Shehiya, but the Mishnah's requirement is talking about Chazara. So you'd have to learn the whole Mishnah completely different with a lot of different Chisur Machasras. So he says, Kirshi, he suka bakashu gavan, unyale tabshil. He were talking about chazara. And then, and then, if you have a look, but, but, and then, then you have to, chisuru chaza, avala shahot, but leaving on that, you can leave it there. Afilainu garufena katun. Okay. And then what can you leave on there? And then you can do with beit shaman hila machloket. Well, you can. It's a tabshil or the, is, or chamim, sorry, beit shaman says, sorry, the chamim, it is a tabshil in chamim. 
And when it goes back to Chazara at the end, it's Chazer on the Reisha, if you like. At the end, when it says, Oh, Chazara, oh, even though we said you can leave, you can, um, um, you can put back anything as long as you do Grufa Ketuma, oh, that's only Beit Hillel, not Beit Shammai. So it's a very different way of understanding the Mishnah. And here we bring it in almost like a one-liner where it's much more unpacked when it comes in the bubbly. Okay, let's continue. Daniel Bered de Rav Katina. Yes. B'Shem Rav Asi. Shizra Chariot Kegefet over Ukaitzim. So Shizra, Shizra in Aramaic is like Shidra. So the spine, if you like, of a Chariot Ekel. We've got like Shidra and Alula, that type of thing, which is palm leaves. That's like Kekashin, uh, Kegefet and Aitzim. That produces coals. And therefore, it would be a, um, it would, you have to scrape it, scrape it out. And that's only when they were moist, and then dried. If they were dry from the outset, then it's like then they would simply burn out very quickly and not leave coals and it would be fine. We wouldn't have to scrape it out. What about dung or feces of, a, of an animal? Some say, because they would burn it. So some people say it was like, uh, it's like, you'd have to scrape it out. Some say it's that you don't. Manda Amar, the one that says Kikefet Eitzim, that's talking about Daka coming from a lamb or light, light to a flock. Or Manda Amar Kekasha Kegava, that's when it comes to Kebehemagasa, that's come from like a cow, because that presumably would uh, burn out, not leaving goats. Okay, let's continue. When it says Grufa and Ketuma, how much do you have to go off? The first understanding is Haguref Achi Grof Koltzorchon. The first understanding is we say you have to, you have to scrape out all the coals. It sounds like here, you have to scrape it all out. And the fact that it says you have to go almost lechatet, you have to sweep it out biyad by hand. If you understand that it's mamash, you have to take out everything. When it comes to sprinkling these ashes on it, and we come to ketima, you also assume you have to cover the, all the coals with this ash. However, you'll see what this is in a moment. That one solution is you simply throw up these fine pieces of flax. You sort of scatter it over your coals. It would burn very quickly and then turn into ashes as being a solution. Oh, you see, it doesn't have to cover everything. It's a bit like, by the way, when people think they're doing a chesed, when you have these big communal bonfires for biur chametz, and they start throwing on paper. And the cardboard boxes, and it burns beautifully in the beginning, but don't reason within about 30 seconds, it's actually going to smother the whole file and put the whole thing out. So that's a bit like the technique they're using here. Not that it's smothering and putting out, but it ends up covering with ashes. So we see here, that's not going to be a complete thorough covering of the coals. So it doesn't have to be cold circle. What's interesting here, some, some of the, Reb Chaim brings a yesh, yesh Omrin, that even with the Grufan Ketuma, it doesn't have to be every single coal in it. However, what does it mean, cold circle? That's Makom Moshav Kdeira, the place where you place the pot. Under there has to be Grufa, but you can leave a few coals behind. That's sort of the, the discussion there. Okay, so where do we see this solution? Viega Amarda, where do we see the solution that um, that you can simply sort of this, putting this Norat Shal Pisht on these fine pieces of flax on it? says that is in the case of Yontov Shechaliot Erev Shabbos. So Yontov is coinciding Erev Shabbos. And you want to leave something on Shabbos on the, on the pot, but you can't put ashes on it. You're going to put out the fire and you don't have ashes at your disposal. What do you do? I've got a solution for you. Get some of this. I get this finely cut the pieces of flax. You can, you can burn on the Shabbos. You're putting it on. You're not mechaber. And then it'll turn to ash. And then you've got your ketima. Okay. You've got, you've got a little a bit of ketima. Now, What's interesting here is why is it, I didn't mention this before, but I have to go back on a Reb Chaim. He says, why is it sufficient to only do a little bit of Ketima? 
And that is because really the whole point of putting the ashes is not to extinguish the fire per se, but it's simply as a hecker, as a reminder. You come in, if, if you're tempted to stoke it, and you come in and say, oh, oh yeah, can't. it's Shabbos. That's why I did the whole stoke, all the, the, uh, the sprinkling over it, and it would remind you. Okay. Next. Amar of Shayin. What happened if you put this ashes over it, and then it, you know, took off again? Like, as if the ashes had no effect, if you like. The fire took off. So Rabchia Ruba says, Now the question is, Muta, what does it mean, Muta? Is it that we're talking about only Bidiyavid? Meaning, he came home and saw they had it on and it took off. And that, okay, Bidiyavid, it's fine. Or is it saying, even if it takes off, you're still allowed to place it on it? So, um, so it sounded like, so it seemed to be the conclusion it was only Bidi of it. That's what it seems to be at this stage. So Ava Rebi Ami, Rebi Ami comes along, Idrun Chavraya, and the, the, the Chevra, the people learning already scattered, and he wanted to buy on Machsirale, he wanted to bring back to his teacher, but even the Chachilur, it's fine as long as you did the Mesa, despite the fact that it reignited, if you like. So however, Av, uh, what do you say? Amalun, they said to him, Once the words already got out that it's only Bidiyev, it's Asur, it's too late. Okay? Game over. So Amar of Shmuel Bar Sistratia, I think it is. The question is only going forward, meaning Lachachila, meaning Bidiyev, it's obviously okay. That's what the shaila is. Why? And you see as well, I also brought this kasha to Rabbah, but the Rabbah So in Tamer Lashavar, if you're talking about even Bidi Evans, a question, even if you, even if you cooked, cooked on it on Shabbos, it'd still be mutar. So in other words, you'll see in a moment, because this is going to take us to the debate. Let me just share the screen now with you. This, this relates to the discussion of not simply Shehiyah, but cooking on Shabbos. In other words, what happens if someone cooked shogeg bidiyeved, um, and, uh, uh, sorry, shogeg or mezid? And now we see that, uh, I'll just read Rukhaim here. He says, Hanami hikshaken, diila shavara amar afbilu bishel bishogeg, if someone even cooked, cooked on Shabbos, not the Shia, but cooked on Shabbos itself, it would also be mortar, as we'll see in the following domain. So let me just, um, so therefore the question can't be regarding bidiyeved, it can only must be regarding the khachila. So let me just share the sheet with you so we don't get lose track. Tatani, he would see this debate. What happens if someone cooks a Shabbos shogig, mazid? Does it impact him? Does it impact other people? So the first explanation is as follows. cooks on Shabbos. If he does it by mistake, yochal, he can eat it. It was a mistake. There's no reason to fire knas. It's not a problem, quadri mayor. However, mazid, loyochal. But if it's mazid, he can't. It's a knas. And the understanding is loyochal, meaning admotse Shabbat. However, Acherim, when it comes to other people, you can see on the chart, there's no reason to apply Knast to them. They didn't do anything wrong. Okay. However, Rabbi Yudah says, no. If it's Beshogeg, Yochal, he can, he can eat it Motzei Shabbos. Because he says, even Beshogeg, we don't want you to get Hanaf and Maisa Shabbos. Because you can see here on the second line, first uh, box. And therefore, you can wait. That needs to wait till, um, so therefore, you have to wait to keep what's Kodesh Yasul, the time it would take you to do that activity after Shabbos. However, mazid, if it's mazid, you, someone did something deliberately, we say you get, you cannot get any hanam from it whatsoever, lo yuchal olamit. That is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. However, once again, for other people, they didn't do the avera, so there wouldn't be any isur for them. Rabbi Yochanan Asanda says, no, shogi yuchal amotzei shabbat lecherim, velolo. He says that when it's, when, um, if you did a beshogi, 
The Rabbi Yochanan Asanga says, for him, he can't have an olamit. Why? Because it's a knas shogeg atu mezid. Because if it was mezid, it's a knas olamit. So therefore, we're shogeg, we're concerned that, you know, uh, mix up one of the two. It's shogeg, mezid, doesn't matter, asu olamit. However, for Acherim, because he doesn't want people to get hana from a Maisa Shabbos, he always says, uh, you've got on Maisa Shabbos, for other people, if it's done shogeg, that's where Bikadesh Yasu. However, if it was Mamezid, lo lo v'lo Acherim. That if it was done deliberately, no one can ever get Hana'a from it. Now, this is not because it's a Knas. This is very important here. This section learned from a Pasuk. Rav Chaim, says, V'la mishum Knas. Ta'achrim lo avdi Isura. Because other people didn't do any Isura. V'lo shaykh be Knas. Ela mikrayalev. So he learns from a Pasuk. The Maise Shabbos, because when you do a Maise Shabbos, it's Asur Mechila. Mishum Dichtim. Ushmartim et HaShabbat ki Kodeshi. You have to keep Shabbos because it's Kodesh. What's that mean? Ma kodesh asur bachila. It just says kodesh is asur asur bachila, meaning hekdesh, something like that. Af ma'aseh shabbos is asur. So it's almost like zera. It's a katul that if it's done b'meizid, it becomes like something is hekdesh is asur forever to have. Okay, uh, but that's only it says a whole of people the shogeg. No, mechalem what you might. We're only talking about if it was meizid. Okay, fine. So let's continue. Shmuel paskin like Rabbi Yochanan Asadla, the, the most machmer position we've seen so far. And Rav could have him more when he was teaching the Talmudim, have Amar, he, he taught the most Mekel Shita, that's Rabbi Meir. Have a bit super in public when there are artsim and people are, and other people around the public was there. Then he paskin like the most machmer opinion because he was concerned if he took, gave the most Mekel appeal opinion, it would come to Zilzul and Shabbos. So Amar of Shimon Bar Karsana, he says, it's actually like Rabbi Shema Bar Yossi, which is the most Machmir opinion, which is, uh, Darsh, sorry, Darsh Lohun. That's what he would teach them. Um, uh, Rabbi Yishma Bar Yossi, Omer Mishum, Mishum Aviv, Kol Davar, Shechayim Alaz Dono Karet, Ve'al Shigigotol Chatat. Any, Maisa Shabbos. But if you did it deliberately, you'd be Chayim Karet, and if you did it, uh, actually, you'd be Chayim Mita, but, but also carried if you know know hatrada. But if you did it b'shogeg, you'd be chayvah chatat. The asal b'shabbos yud shabbos. Whether it's shogeg, whether it's amazing that it's asal bein lo bein nacharim, it doesn't make a difference because he understands this gzeres this limud of treating ma'aseh shabbos as like hektish. It's asal lamit applies whether it's shogeg, whether it's amazing, it doesn't make a difference. And v'chol davar she'ain chayvim alav zunor akar ve'ain shogotov chatat v'asal b'shabbos shogeg yichol motzei shabbat lacharim v'lo lo the amazing lo lo v'lacharim. So he's like Rabbi Yochanan for other things that are not uh, like an Ava Malacha. Um, they're like an Isidorai, that aren't slightly like an Isidoraisa. Um, but, uh, but the other things that are, it's like, sorry, but things that an Arma Ava Malacha, Isidoraisa, Asulamit, and other things that relate to Shabbos would be like Rabbi Yochanan Sandla, as is that Machmer opinion. Now we ask, Bayi Kemei Rabbi Yochanan, now Rabbi Yochanan, what's your shita? Ma, at Ma'ama. So Amar Lon, ain ani ainli ella Mishnah. All I have is a Mishnah, and the Mishnah says, "I might serve a mavasha b'shabes shogeg yochal b'meizid lo yachal." In other words, he has the most makele opinion, which is a shitter of a mayor. The first one of the chat, as we've showed him. Shama Rav Chisa, Rav Chisa says, "Vamar," and he says, "Hutru Shabbatot," like givalt. Right? What's going to happen is he says, "Shiavol that he used to Shabbos." If it's so makele, it's one of the social consequences of the result. If you're going to makele so much, it's going to come to chilul Shabbos. So Rav Huna b'shem Rav, Rav said, "Vatani Rav Chia is Vatani Rav Chia ken ken." Berishon ayu omri. In the beginning, they would say hash hashocheach or hashkiach. It says tavshil al gabekira. If you forget something on Shabbos, vikitcha, and you did it wasn't grufa ketuma, which is not allowed to do, right? You're not allowed to see something if it's not grufa ketuma, and you did it. Vikitcha alav at Shabbos, and Shabbos comes in. If it's shogeg yochal, the mezid lo yochal. That's what they said initially. That's Berishon. 
However, what happened is people were saying, leaving stuff to the brother, saying, oh, I forgot. Right? That was a cover story. They said, oh, I forgot. Therefore, Therefore, So you see here that because of what happened, it seems to be that we end up being more machmir. And it seems to be that that missionary that Rebrochan was relying upon was prior to the extra gzera they took, uh, they took on as a result of people abusing the heter. So it says, and so therefore, how can you be paskening like the Rebbe Mayor? That's so mekil. Because, you know, why are you gozer shogagatu mezir or something like that? So, like, as they did eventually when it came to the laws of Shehiyah. So it says, He says, you got it wrong. When it comes to Shehiyah, leaving something on, a lot of these things are Shemei Yechatot Bechichalim and things like that. So there people were Nechshad. However, people aren't Nechshad to deliberately go and cook on Shabbos and say, oh, it was Shogeg. Right? So you don't have that concern. So therefore, yes, they ended up ramping it up and making more, making it more machmir for the case of Shehiyah leaving things on, but that does not impact the case, the original Mishnah, by if someone cooked on Shabbos, like Rebbe Meir says, that if it was Shog, it gets mutar, and if it was Nezid, he has to wait till Achamotse Shabbos. So therefore, the cancel the Maniach, the Knas applied only for Shehiyah, the Maniach will not cancel the Mavashel, but didn't apply the Knas in the case of it was Mavashel on Shabbos. Okay. We are still very much in the middle of the sugar regarding cooking and Shehiyah and the like. Um, um, we're not done yet. Um, Mr. Shem will pick up here tomorrow. Call to have a good day.